0: I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Honorable Swords, St. Lazarite, and House Pot. <laughs> Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Uh, it is uh, the 16th of July. Recording this, uh, getting this out a little late. Sorry about that, guys, but it's been crazy week. And uh, lots of stuff going on. Um, you may have noticed, if you're paying attention to all the social medias and whatnot, I did a thing with uh, Two Minutes to Late Night again. I don't know, for some reason, people seem to act like it's like, the first time I ever did anything with them, which ain't which it ain't. Uh we Mass Intruder did a thing with Fest uh a thing with Fest, a thing at Fest with them a few years ago, and then I did one last year. Uh I guess no, it was two years in a row. So it wasn't a few years ago, it was like two years ago. Anyway, Festing ain't happening this year. Uh it's official and that's a bummer, but you know, uh it was kind of expected, and uh I'm sure they let people know as soon as they could that it's gonna get moved. <laughs> um but anyway uh yeah two minutes to late night those guys are great they're doing a whole lot of uh these videos uh and if you don't know about their show you go check them out on youtube they're like a kind of like uh if conan o'brien's old uh show was like uh hosted by uh like a death metal dude anyway uh they're, they're real fun uh real funny people and uh they do a good job Uh, but yeah, now that, uh, they can't really do the regular show so much, they're doing these, like, uh, uh, I don't know what to call them, they have, they got a name for it, it's like Living Room, uh, you know, Telecast, whatever you want to call it, that's like an old term, it's like, via satellite, (laughs) we're making these, uh, you know, fucking videos, but, uh, I got to be part of that, and we did a Guns N' Roses cover of a Bonnie Raitt song, and that's fucking weird, that was hard to do, I was like this ain't punk rock this is like crazy shit that i gotta figure out how to actually play guitar to do this with so uh you know it was a fun and interesting experience and uh you know maybe uh improved my guitar skills a little bit while trying to learn it too all good stuff um and also uh mrs Mrs. smith was on there again too so that was a lot of fun as well uh and jordan's a great singer um, so anyway, check that out on the YouTube's. Uh just go to two minutes to late night uh YouTube channel and it's like uh one of the top videos up there right now. Um and otherwise, you know, just search around. Like all the videos are pretty cool, so you can have like a good time watching them all. Um the other thing is if you're listening to this on the uh you know when it comes out or shortly after, before the weekend basically, is uh there's a Bradford 10K run. Uh if you noticed Officer Bradford's like getting uh beefed up and getting in shape um so he can be an extra dickish cop but also i guess it's so he can do this uh charity uh run thing um for uh, it's for black lives matter and for uh what's that other thing called the fucking uh thing where they give abortions and shit uh planned parenthood that's the one um anyway i ain't got no producer in here you know it's just me so sometimes when my brain malfunctions like that like (laughs) pretty much all the time all right uh yeah i just have to pause and think about it until it comes to me um and i ain't ain't got no help here guys so i'm doing my best but anyway that's that is happening on sunday the 19th of uh, july and uh it's gonna be like uh i don't know i'm not sure exactly where to find it you probably just want to check out office of bradford's socials for that and uh you can uh Basically, they're like doing donations for this stuff, and it's you know, I don't know if you ever donated to like somebody running a marathon before, but it could be cool. Um, and uh, word has it that I'm gonna be chiming in because it's gonna be like a video thing. I don't know exactly how it's gonna work. I could see it being like where uh, Officer Bradford's wearing his body cam while he's like doing the run, and then uh, I guess it's gonna be like hosted by Toby Jegg from Red Scare, and uh, I guess I'm gonna be you know talking to him as like a guest host or something which is a lot of fun i don't know i think it's gonna be a good time but that starts at uh you know noon central time which if you're on the east coast that will make it one o'clock uh 1 p.m your time and you know it goes on and on and on uh do you get to the west coast and if you're in the europe or the uk uh basically tack on six to seven hours to that (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's actually a good time for everybody. It'll be in the evening if you're in, uh, you know, like I said, the UK or the, or the Europe. And it'll be, uh, you know, right around kickoff time uh, if you're in the States. All right. The other thing uh, I needed to talk about is the whole, uh, yeah, the Mass Intruders, Super Mass Intruder 3 Turbo uh, that we released. Uh, you can, I think you can get it on like Spotify and everything. There's no like physical media for it, at least yet. I think uh, it would be cool if we did that, mainly because I would love to have that album artwork with, uh, you know, super and turbo attached to it. And basically, uh, it's just like a extended cut of the record that we came out with a couple years ago and uh, with a co- with three extra songs. Yeah, that's it. Um, and one of them's a fucking Joan Jett cover. So if you really want to check that out, it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, just go figure. We'll, we'll we'll get like a bunch of money for that, doing that cover, probably, because people will be like, "This make a good single. Let's play it on the radio." And we'll be like, "Cool." And then we'll have to split it with Joan Jett. Fuck. Anyway, no, that'd be cool because uh, if Joan Jett ever knew that we did a cover and was like, uh, said anything about it, even even if she even if she said it sucks, I'd be like, "Wow, that's cool. Joan Jett acknowledged us." All right. Uh, but yeah, uh. It's uh it's it's good. I like the new the the songs we didn't release. We had a real hard time uh figuring out what song to cut from the album uh because, you know, we didn't want to do, I don't know, how many how many that makes it like 16 songs or something. Um, you know, I don't we don't like to go over like 14 or whatever cuz then it just gets too long. So, we had to figure out what to cut and those songs kind of like we felt like they were good on their own but didn't really like make sense in the mix of the album. But then we were like well fuck now nobody's gonna hear these songs and that sucks but we kind of think they're some of the best stuff we've done so we got to get them out there and uh this was our way to do it uh so yeah just like in street fighter 2 uh super street fighter 2 turbo you know you get your your cami and uh i don't know what were the other characters i i just like Cammy because she was real pretty uh so but anyway like uh you got you got these uh extra characters or with the album, you get extra songs. And uh, that's the way it is. Go find it on the internet and uh, have a good listen. Hope you like them. Uh, yeah. Gotta, gotta give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. We got Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Gem City, Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. Thanks again, guys, for, uh, you know, supporting me and everything. Um, I, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out again, you know, it's been a long time coming. And I'm trying to make, you know, more content for everybody. Uh, and it would be cool to just do content for the patron- patrons. Um, I don't know if you guys would be interested in reading the blog or something. Uh, monthly thing like that. Uh, it's something I've been trying to, like, wrap my brain around doing. Um, but it's hard to do because my brain ain't too big. So it's like, you know, when you go to wrap a pizza or something because you just got leftovers. And you, you don't got too much uh, cellophane or whatever to wrap it in. It's like, yeah, there's not enough material. You need more. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, i have tried to figure out stuff. But like, you know, the thing is, too, uh, it, if, if, if we were doing a live stream or something for just the patrons, I don't know. <laughs> it would only be like not that many of us. And it would be kind of like, hey, uh, just hanging out <laughs> here with uh, Luke, you know, uh, which would be cool. But it'd be cooler if we have more people to like chime in and stuff. So uh you know get the word out and uh you know even if people want to get on the Patreon for like a dollar that's fine I, I appreciate that alone and uh if you want to do more I fucking always love that you can get on there at patreoncom green and I uh, appreciate everything uh that you guys have uh, been able to throw my way and I know there's a lot of other important causes to give your money to right now <laughs> including you know this Bradford 10k but uh you know uh I, I do got to say there's other things going on in the world that even happened before. Uh, the world kind of exploded uh, during the pandemic. It's real rough for any kind of musician. Uh, and I'm not going to disclude myself from that. But, uh, you know, venues and everything like that. Uh, I know there's uh, a lot of people trying to fucking make things happen as far as that's concerned. And uh, one of them being the, the topic for this new, uh, you know. This, this today's episode, basically, uh, it was with John Redmond from Love Bombs. And uh yeah, it's 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 kind of an interesting thing he's doing where he gets artists t- together to record stuff and then uh he well no, he well, he gets musicians together to record stuff and he gets the artist to like make a picture for it. And it's like one song, one picture, and then you you know, throw it up on a website and on a uh, Spotify and all that. And it's a good time. Uh, I did get the uh, art he was trying to send me, and that's nice. So now I got that. Um, and this episode of the podcast, uh, again, is another Melanie Kay-sponsored uh, podcast. I don't know. It's not like she's sponsoring it. It's just made possible by Melanie K. You know, she's a great PR person if you need help uh, in the Canada area or, like, anywhere, really. Because uh, with the internet now, everything's international anyway all the time. All right. This one gets a little crazy towards the end because uh, we just started geeking out about gear and like how do you record and stuff. Um, <laughs> So uh, at that point, I was like, holy shit, Uh, I don't know if this is going to be entertaining to people. So I had to kind of cut it off, but we still got a lot in there Um, as far as like just talking about, you know, the scenes and, you know, making music and whatnot. Uh, So I hope it's enjoyable to everybody. And uh, yeah, without further ado, I'm with the show.
1: Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from true green. An inmate at the neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To so accept charges, press 1.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, John Redman of Lovesick Bombs on the Intruder Green Podcast. And how are you doing? Where exactly? I don't even know. I tried re- figuring out where exactly you're based out of. Um, at first, I thought Canada because uh, Melanie Kay hooked us up. But I see uh, New Jersey is like some, where some of this stuff is recorded and stuff. Like, where do you at?
1: Yeah. So New York City is home. Okay, um, I live just outside New York City now after uh, 15 years in Brooklyn nice
0: yeah i like yeah. new york but but it's pretty crazy there right now right <laughs> it is it is and by the crazy i mean place. yeah everybody's going crazy because they can't go outside or do nothing and uh yeah uh,
1: yeah i think that sums it up
0: is uh is new york on fire as much as like some of these other cities uh with all the protesting and everything
1: uh there was a lot of protest here and you know some professional some professionals came in uh a, a friend of mine actually uh uh drove past a bunch of like presidential sized you know badass SUVs that were parked in a really strange area and then later that night found out that they were pre parked getaway cars for a smash and grab that happened really? in Soho during the protests yeah Oh like looting
0: or something like Correct. professional
1: yeah wow like totally or- totally organized looting Yeah. Like, they knew the pro- they knew the protest was going to pop off and they were professional uh uh they were professional
0: wow that's crazy to think about like you know we like to do crimes and stuff but uh we're definitely not that nearly that organized about it also i was just having this conversation uh with the with the previous episode i was doing today where it's like all these looters and stuff now i know that like there's some looters that are just real passionate about everything and uh there's some something to be said for that but uh you know, a lot of it's just to make the movement look bad or just people taking advantage of the situation. And I would say, like, uh, you know, that's just like a wimpy way to do crimes. You should probably do it when it's actually the stakes are against you, because that shows that you actually care about doing crime. If you're just like lining up to take advantage of the situation, um, that's kind of a stupid and wimpy way to do crimes. So, uh, yeah, that's they're, crazy. They're yeah, they're right. tourists.
1: They're, they're not uh, they're not they're not living. That's
0: right. Um. Yeah, you gotta live. You think this is the costume is a way of life? All right. Um. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> that's real good. Um. But yeah, we could get right into it. Uh, you know, Love Bombs is it's a band, but it's more like a project or what? Uh, I, I, I've, I've definitely checked it out on on the, on, a, on your website and everything, and the music videos and the artwork, and I, I think it's all really cool. But uh, yeah, t- t- tell me more about it.
1: Yeah, it's hard to explain sometimes. It's uh Love Sick Bombs is just what I named the art collective which is constantly growing. Um the series is called Drawing Music and basically uh um, my book shows for years and write but you know can't sing and can't play for shit. Oh so yeah, you and tap- me both, but I, I <laughs> I've seen you guys a bunch of times. So you're solid. <laughs> um, I uh so I tapped a bunch of uh uh, musicians from bands I'm I'm fans of. So the lead singer of Habits, the lead singer of Van Sater's, the drummer from Night Surf, who's on Wiretap Records. Um, they put out a record I love. Um, the female lead piano player of this indie pop band called Blank Paper. So I just got a, a bunch of musicians together, gave them my crappy songs. They turned them into, you know, awesome collaborations. Yeah. And then I took those pieces of music and then commissioned artists I'm a fan of to do original pieces of art based on those songs so there is no band and then you know i just i'm constantly trying to find new artists and new musicians to work with to keep the series rolling so i had a badass airbnb uh rented in brooklyn with a week's worth of studio time and had a bunch more musicians and uh, other people returning to do another round of recordings and, and art outreach. But, you know, COVID kind of snipped that. So that's getting rescheduled.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That'll put a fucking huge damper yeah. on this kind of thing. That's crazy. Oh yep. uh, yeah. You know, it's like, it's fucking everything up. Everybody's uh, canceling tours and everything. And uh, yeah, yep. that, that, that kind of project is, so specific but yeah you kind of got to have everybody in the same place although i know some people are trying to do it like with remote recordings have you thought about doing stuff like that or is it more like you want to have control over it uh as far as doing it in your own space
1: i mean obviously the artists don't have to be in the same room but a big part of uh there's no way for people who don't play in the same band to collaborate yeah. you know, I mean, maybe if you already play in a band and you have a way of working with each other, but sure, it would definitely gotta, be a lot harder. They've hotter. got to be in drinking beers, hanging out. <laughs> yeah. and that's definitely the best the song way to do it. So they can get it recorded.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I believe that to be true. Definitely. Um. Yeah, and and then so like, uh, so so it's is it like completely on hold at this point? Or are you just trying to figure out a new way to do it, or like maybe a different location, like? <laughs> You going to go out of state no, or I've something?
1: Got, no, I have songs in the can and I have more art um getting created. Um you know what I'd love to get out on on your podcast by the way. Thanks for having me. Um is Oh yeah, for sure. I I I've got more songs than I have art right now, so I'm do I'm running a contest to commission the next. I don't know if you call it a contest, it's more like outreach, right? Yeah. Um so you know, if uh uh, anybody sends me lovesickbombs at gmail.com. If you send me some sketches, basically if uh, I'll send you the, I'll send you the upcoming music that's set to, to come out. If you're inspired by it to do some sketches, I pay 50 bucks for the sketches. And then if, if one of the, then when one of the sketches gets picked, I pay a couple hundred bucks to finish, you know, to commission the final piece of art. Yeah. Uh, and then that, you know, that just continues the series. So nice. My, end my end goal, really, what I'm trying to do is launch an art label so that the art doesn't have to be tied to specific songs. Okay. Um, and I'm, hope- I'm hoping with the outreach, I'm going to find a bunch of new graphic artists that I'm a fan of and continue the drawing music series as soon as, you know, uh, kind of, I plan on doing it forever, quite frankly. Just keep cranking out songs with uh, bands I'm fans of yeah. and commissioning art, but I want to put out art independently as well Yeah. in the interim that's actually that's pretty
0: interesting. I never really thought about that. How like you know, I got some friends that are like artists and stuff, and uh you know, they they make art and they, they get money where they can. But I never really thought of the idea of an art label. Um, is that something that like exists, or is this kind of like a completely original thing? Because I kind of really never heard about that before.
1: No, there's there's definitely there's definitely art houses for yeah. sure. It, but in the last you know over the last years, everybody that you know, the democratization of art in general, everybody can go direct, So there are yeah, bad-ass artists just on Etsy. Sure. But I guess the the, the, artist-
0: the thing about having like a label is that you kind of have that collective, uh, you know, it's like uh, being on Fat Records. Like even if you yep. could do it all by yourself, which, you know, any band can market their own music by themselves these days, but being part of a label gives you like the resources and like sort of like, the, 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 the branding, I guess, is part of it, too. And, uh, you know, like people, people, you want to find a cool band? You go on Fair Records' website and uh, you find it there, you know, like something like that. Exactly. So doing well, that, with, that, that's like the point of the label, right?
1: Yeah. And that's why, I'm, that, I mean, that's why even though I don't draw or I don't uh, play, um, I am the curator of it because I'm hoping to find people who share my sense that they like the same kind. Did the art show up, by the way? I heard cus- customs on your end takes a long-ass time
0: oh yeah that's right um i haven't received anything yet but uh okay. I, hope I haven't even like not even a notification or anything um okay. which they usually don't and sometimes you got to pay extra money actually if anybody's listening i don't know how you sent uh the art uh in case anybody who's listening uh john sent me some artwork uh and i'm i'm stoked to get it uh but yeah man customs is fucking weird uh, if you send it through the regular mail, it can be even worse. Mm. It's best to go through like the private companies. Unfortunately, like I think uh, the U.S. mail system is pretty cool. But as far as sending stuff internationally, and I probably should have said something earlier. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, DHL is real big over here. And uh, even FedEx, although, you know, say what you want about FedEx. They're kind of a weird company. But anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> haven't, yeah. haven't so- gotten it yet, but I hope I'm, I'm excited to.
1: Oh, great. Yeah and so the idea is, you know, there is a collective sound, um, because I'm choosing the the bands. I mean, I'm writing the songs, but they're coming out, you know the way the bands put the, the artists put their spin on them in the in the studio., yeah. and, and then I'm, I'm commissioning the art, so kind of exactly kind of like fat records, I'm hoping to find people that share the same sensibilities on the rock and roll as well as on the the art prints.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And I, you know, like I said, I checked some of it out. I've I've listened to a bunch of the songs. I don't know exactly how many songs there are, but I was I, th- I think I might have listened to all of them. Um, and uh, the production is real good. Are you doing all the mixing and everything too yourself?
1: No, no. Okay. There's a guy here in Brooklyn named Jesse Cannon. Yeah, he did uh, he did like the drums on a couple Saves the Day records? Oh, nice. He just has a. He's got a bulletproof. Uh, set up for you know uh, an amateur like me in terms of what he can just get in you don't go in and reinvent the sound every time his studio what i made a bunch of records with ryan green as a much younger man yeah um but you know ryan green just had that motor studio sound jesse cannon has just a pre-setup that if you like if you like what he knows how to crank out he can do anything but he's got a specific sound that he can do out of his studio um, which I am a huge fan of the the records that he puts out of that studio. So uh, we get in, and get out. the you know I can crank out like uh, four or five songs in a weekend with well, uh, oh, people, yeah. people learning them and smashing through them because he's just super efficient.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and it's yeah, it's, it you you you're doing some pretty diverse stuff too. Like obviously that's going to happen when you're working with different artists. But like mm-hmm. even as far as the production goes, I noticed on that I think it was was it called Freedom. Is that the song? Yeah. Um where you got like kind of like I don't know what to call it, almost like a jazzy doo part and yeah. uh, some 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 different uh instruments going on there. So uh, you know, and it sounds like real fresh and real uh like clean and nice, um, but still like plenty of like power in the punk rock parts that I, I don't know, that might have been that might so far be like my favorite uh one that I heard uh just because it's got such such so many different sounds going on. And uh, nothing is like lacking. Like the punk rock sounds real good and heavy and hard um, and driving. And then you go into the the, the fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, that the big that's, band part. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like big band jazz yeah. kind of, and uh, it, it sounds so good though. Like it's it, it's really well done. So uh, you I, know, props I, to I you and uh, Jesse on on all of that.
1: And that's that's completely out of the fact that. So the front half of the song is—it's a Rage Against the Machine cover, redone as kind of a power pop song in the beginning.
0: Ah, okay. And then when
1: it cha- when it changes over, it's actually changing over on all the on all the musicians. So the beginning was, you know, this mixture of the Van Saders guys and Night Surf and Habits, and then this whole second half of that song is a group called Eight Verse Chick. They're a husband and wife jazz duo <laughs> that do punk rock covers. In broken down jazz so they do smoking popes get up kids oh, but shit. they do them in jazz and yeah they're my awesome like i want to manage them and just put them on <laughs> uh cocktail hours like if you go into a punk rock bar and there's just a piano player and and singer oh so, yeah uh they- yeah, they did the right. whole that whole outro with the, where it changes into a girl singer. That's a group called Eight Verse Chick out of Brooklyn who did the whole second half of the song.
0: I'm gonna have to uh, check definitely check out more of them um, because yeah, I like that stuff a lot. I also do the intruder Green Cocktail Hour sometimes on Saturdays. Life has been crazy lately, so I haven't been doing it as much. But that would be like perfect background music for something like that.
1: Yeah, the guy, uh, the piano player, he was in Second Shot. Uh, who was a band out we were in 20 years ago um who did a bunch of ryan green stuff you know our our desperate attempt to try to be on fat we moved from oh yeah we moved from kalamazoo michigan to san francisco you know chasing fat records and doing records with ryan but now that guy does all piano he kind of quit guitar and singing oh yeah. And he's a full-time he's a full-time piano player um, and he goes by Lonely Bunker. So he's got the Lonely Bunker, 8-verse Chick, and then he still has a, a couple of punk rock bands, but he, do, he does, but he's you know phenomenally talented on piano.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I love, you know, it's so funny, like, you know, I always tell people, hey, I got into punk rock because it's easy, and then you find out about all these other, like, people who are actually good at playing the instruments that are playing punk rock, and it's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I guess I better, yeah. like, stop
1: practicing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was always the, the hardest thing is as soon as you found a good drummer, they didn't want to play punk rock, you know? Yeah, you're right. So You're so lucky to find an awesome drummer because as soon as they're good, they want to play metal or, or you know, or or only play traditional jazz or something. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, yeah. Every time you meet a punk rock drummer, they're in, like, five bands because they're just so vital. Yeah, well,
0: even in True to Red, like, he's a pretty good drummer. And, yep. uh, you know, like, uh, we got a certain style to our music um, that's kind of like, you know, we're like, hey, Red, play the Ramones beat. And Red's like, wait, I, I played the Ramones beat for the last song. And we're like, yeah, you know you, <laughs> you know what band again. you're in? Do it again. <laughs> and he's like, well, can't I do something like crazy and fancy? We're like, no, that's too much. You know, stop doing that. Um, so, yeah, I get that. Like, he would probably like to be in some kind of metal band or hardcore band or something where he can do like all sorts of double kick stuff and whatnot. But anyway, yeah. um, so in, you said uh, you're still looking for artists, like new, more artists to be on this, like as far as, uh, musicians or like actual, like you said, you're doing a contest for actual art, but like, you're looking for yeah. musicians
1: and stuff too. Uh, the musicians, uh, musicians I'm contacting directly. I mean, in my daydream, I want to get this to a point. I really want to get, um, I really want to get James from Against Me singing oh, yeah. lead vocal. All right, uh, but like you know, what I want to do is is get the budget at a level where I can go out and and start grabbing people who I've listened to. You know, not just in the New York, you know, uh, touring area, yeah. but some like major heavy hitters. And um, that the musicians I'll continue to reach out to, but the artists, you know, I stumble into new artists all the time that I'm a huge fan of. I love this dude, Ghost Bat. Um, that did hmm. the the artwork for the 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 latest one. That it's got the house on fire. It's a Oh song yeah, out of love. that's that's um, perfect timing for that huge, too. Huge fan of his art, and I and I just stumbled into him. And, it's, and I'm it, I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of how many more people I can find. So the contest or the outreach really is going to be on the graphic art. So again, if anybody emails me at lovesickbombs at gmail dot com, I'll send you the songs that are unreleased um, and. They can do uh, uh, original sketches, which I pay for. I don't, I don't, I'm never trying to rip anybody off or take people's time without compensating them. Right. Um, but I, I do a full blown commission of the art, um, and then it you know comes out with the song and, and and goes up. You know, and I'm shipping them all over the world now, which is pretty pretty awesome.
0: That is awesome, and. Uh... So you're shipping them all over the world. People get—I assume people are getting like prints or something. Like I don't even know what you sent right. me. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was like, "What the fuck? Is he yeah. gonna send me a painting? That's awesome." But I wasn't really expecting that. No, I get that. to keep the original. <laughs> this is yeah. all
1: a selfish project because the originals are on my wall.
0: And oh yeah, burnt. that's good. Until yeah, until somebody <laughs> like rips them off and sells them for a million dollars. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so you know, just email me your. Exact address, and I'll get back to you on that.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, yeah my art will be gone. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, but you know, uh, before that happens, you know, we got to get rid of this uh, coronavirus stuff because I ain't p- traveling on no planes to steal some art right now. <laughs> but uh, uh agree. <laughs> so like, uh, but fuck, was I gonna ask? Uh,
1: hey, you want you want to hear uh, my crime? You want to hear uh, my favorite crime story? Oh sure, do that. I would love to. Hear. On, my, on my 27th birthday, I walked out to my car in San Francisco, uh, took the day off work with my girl. She took the day off work. We're going down to the Monterey Aquarium, you know, for the day just to uh, chill. Yeah. She got, she got to the car, turned around and said, don't go to the car, don't go to the car. And I was like, you know, God damn it to get broke into again because this is uh, 2002, yeah. right? San Francisco was, you know, cars just got broke into all the time. Sure. Uh, and uh not only I rush up to my car on my birthday, not only had my car gotten broke into again, yeah. uh, the person spent the night and took a giant heroin addict, pine cone shit oh. in my car, then wiped their ass with my parking ticket and dipped. Wow.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> That's,
1: That's my is, favorite crime story. That
0: is a total bummer. And, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing that wasn't your favorite birthday.
1: It was, uh, no, I didn't actually even want the car anymore. And then I drove around San Francisco for like three months, you know, staring down different people thinking, I was just the guy who shit in my car. Yeah.
0: Oh man. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's maddening. I mean, you know, like, uh, did they steal shit? They broke into your car. Did they actually like rip you off?
1: Yeah. Like 75 cents in, in, in change. Oh and shit. A, so and, they didn't like and steal a, your and stereo a, or and nothing. In a place to sleep. Yeah
0: yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I've heard about that uh, a buddy's uh, I farm uh, band from New York, actually. Uh, they're not really active anymore, um, but uh, they had a van back in uh, it, this, this was in like Williamsburg before it got like the way it is now, and uh, yeah. they had their van parked outside, and like on a regular basis, people would break into it for a place to sleep and like live in it for a day or two and uh yeah take a dump in there no problem <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it's a fuck uh, i saw thing. you guys uh, last time i saw you guys by the way was with uh pears here in new york uh oh yeah that was a, that, that was a killer show was yeah. that a fun tour
0: that was absolutely a fun tour um, who the fuck else were we with? It wasn't just Pairs. Oh, it was me, that
1: it was me first.
0: Yeah, that's right. Oh man, we love me first and we love Pairs. Oh, that all those guys like that's that's one of that the things. Great tour. Yeah, <laughs> you told me, but uh, it was a lot of fun. How long ago was that though? That was a while ago because uh, I mean, the last time we played in New York, I think, was either on our own or within the interrupters. That had to have been I at least like show. two years ago.
1: Yeah. yeah, all right, it was probably two years ago. Yeah, that sounds Imagine. right. That yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, Pairs are cool. They they just come out with a new album, I think. Well, not too long ago. But uh, yeah, love those guys. Love Me First. We were, I mean, it's not Me First, but we were supposed to be touring with Lagwagon, who's got members of Me First in it, uh, last month. And obviously that got canceled and rescheduled and canceled again. Uh, So, you know, that's where we're at. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get back to New York one of these days because we love playing there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice city when it's, when it's cool. Nothing's cool right now in <laughs> yeah. the States. I'm not fucking like, I want a tour in the States, but fuck not right now.
1: <laughs> things are a little crazy. It, things are a little crazy. It's good. It's, it's a good crazy for the most part.
0: For the most part. Yeah. Like the coronavirus shit that just sucks. Like there's no way around yep. that. It's a bummer in, and, and especially now, like I hear that, you know, it's funny. Cause like when the protest started all the conspiracy theorists were like oh well obviously uh coronavirus was a big hoax after all because we're not seeing shit uh spike and nobody cares no more about that it's not in the news and I'm like well yeah because more important things are happening right now we covered coronavirus you know what you need to do and sure enough now they're saying like oh yeah everything's spiking again because everybody's going out in public but i do believe that uh it's important enough to uh Uh, take some risks, I guess. And unfortunately it's going to keep the pandemic going longer and people got to fucking stay aside more, but you know, you got two things going on at once and uh, they're both equally uh, or not even equally. I think uh, the whole uh, protests and even the riots and everything is just, it's, it's very important. And uh, unfortunately it happened during a pandemic.
1: Yep. Well, we got captain chaos at the helm, making everything worse all the time. That's right. So,
0: Um, and I was actually just talking about this. I know people, the, the people who listen to this podcast are going to hate it because I just did one, uh, with, uh, uh, Western addiction before this. And they, we, we, we talked about some of the same stuff, but how like, uh, somebody else was saying to me that they think Donald Trump is real good for America. And I was like, are you fucking crazy? And they're like, no, listen to me. It's like, you guys needed, uh, because this person was not from America and he's like, you guys needed uh, basically like an arch villain to fucking actually unite against, you know? And uh, I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, it's always like kind of watered down. Like if you had like a real politician guy running the show, they probably would have been a little bit more, uh, I don't know, scheming and conniving about how they did things. But he's just such a fucking asshole that uh, like, you know, obviously he's got his followers that for the most part are also assholes. But, yeah, he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, he's real
1: easy to hate. Absolutely. And I, I, I kind of like the idea, uh, you know, you need a full collapse to get things actually started. Not the kind of change he wants. Right. But the kind of change he's actually bringing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I used to work with a guy, super educated African-American guy many years ago. And he was like full bore. Uh, Bush and oh, yeah. it, I was like, I, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then he explained to me that he and all of his friends were pushing Bush because they wanted the collapse. Right. They didn't want somebody to get up and pretend. They wanted to push it all the way. You know, they you, that I, I would imagine. I haven't talked to him in years now, but I would imagine that. Yeah, he's loving Trump. Him. Yeah, that be, because he the the kind of change that trump is affecting isn't the change he wants but it's the change that a lot of people want
0: yeah it's kind of like that whole batman thing it's like he's not the one we want but he's what we need or whatever
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's like you know taking your medicine and then you fucking fight the fever and the fever is what actually sucks but it's what you got to go through to get better
1: yeah I, I would like to say something you triggered that made me think of something you said earlier one lag wagon's my all-time favorite band oh uh, nice and in- i I, w- I don't know how many people follow one re- one week records but that's that's my shit oh yeah um chris Cresswell put out a record on one week Records that i think is the best acoustic record of the last 20 years um it's constantly in in spin for me so i love one week records i love chris Cresswell's record on there i think is insanely good like just unbelievably good yeah. um and i was fortunate enough uh I did a rewrite of All My Rowdy Friends, and I was fortunate enough for Chris Cresswell uh, to perform it, which would be one of the songs, if people want to hear it, that's one of the songs that I would be emailing out before it uh, comes out, because I don't have any art for it. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, that sounds
0: fucking super cool. Um, And, and that's awesome Like that you're able to like do rewrites and stuff and uh, put it out there, because I feel like that's real important. Um, and people might not even know about how like the production process goes when you're in the studio, but there's so much rewriting that goes on outside of the band if you have a good producer. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, maybe that's what, uh, you know, obviously that is that is what you're doing, but uh, that's a cool ass thing to be a part of. Well,
1: well, coming up in the Midwest when everything was metal, it sucked because it was like he had jocks at school. And then until I yeah. found punk rock, then all, there was like uh musical athleticism, right? If uh, I'm I'm in my 40s, right? So it was like just speed metal assholes who couldn't write a song yeah. and I I didn't connect, I didn't connect with any of it. So it felt like jocks at school and jocks in music, which is what I loved about punk rock. Oh yeah. And what I love about this project is I, you know, I, I plan on being an, an old ass man and continuing to put out protest art and music even though I'm a, I can't do any of it for shit, <laughs> right? Um so um i'm hoping to get as many people involved so um if you if, if you write songs if you're in a punk rock band if you're uh if you're an artist i'm i'm looking to uh uh build the love sick bombs you know collective out with as many uh people who i i think their shit is good as i can
0: yeah i i like that and i lo- and i again i love the idea of uh you know doing the doing the the art label thing and uh or maybe you call it an art house but is your idea for the label different than an art house situation? Because I mean, that's a, it's just like the terminology there. I'm not really familiar with.
1: Um, no, it's all the same. Yeah. Right. But it's just, for, quite frankly, it's just lowbrow, right? Okay. Uh, is I i I'm, I'm a, I want the art prints to be in. You know, anytime I travel, I, I hit up comic books, comic book shops, and I just say, oh, "Here, hell yeah. charge whatever you charge whatever you want for these. Keep the money." just put them out right so i just i donate i give the art away to comic book shops um for them just to get some money off it and to get it out there that's where that's where i see this type of stuff being right you know it's not it's not so sit back and look at forever even though i love that kind of art too but the stuff i have up on my walls is all pop art and yeah and kind of comic book driven
0: well i like that you bring that up because uh you know i went to a comic con once i mean i've been to a few i went to ones like uh you know uh back in the day before they were like huge the way they are now and uh that was basically just a few comic book vendors in a in a hotel lobby like selling their shit And it was like, cool, I got, I got a lot of options to buy comic books here. And, uh, you know, um, but then I went to one recently and, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily my bag. And, uh, but I feel like there's a weird, it's like, there's a weird, I don't know what to call it, but it's like, you know how magnets are where you got like one side and they push against each other. But if you flip it over they're (laughs) fucking attracted to each other. And I feel like that's the way punk rock and comic books are because it's like, I know plenty of people who are in punk rock and also comic books. I don't necessarily know a whole lot of people who are into comic books first and then also punk rock, but I feel like there should be a good relationship there. And I also know that like from some of my friends who do comic books or like are in that industry, there's some like less than woke stuff that goes on in that industry. And I feel mm-hmm. like if, if if you know maybe yourself or like other people were able to bridge that gap between punk rock and comic books punk rock could actually have a like real cool influence on comic books because of the whole like I guess uh, community sort of like more woke community that is punk rock uh, kind of uh, you know breaching or like cr- creeping into the, to the comic book scene.
1: Uh, yeah absolutely I mean I think it's all just it's all rooted in nerd culture, right? Yeah. Whether it's, that's what uh, I think that's kind of the shared thread of uh, not a ton of Johnny football stars, yeah, that's uh, right. Um, going to comic cons and 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 ripping up punk rock shows, but they could and you know whatever they, they'd be well, welcome. And that's
0: the thing, um, like I think a lot of uh, Johnny football stars would be into it, but you know they're they they where they come from, like uh, you know they they can't be considered a nerd, but they would be like. You know, they maybe take do a double take when they see like a cool comic book or like hear a cool band they like, but they're like, Oh nope, that's not for me because I'm I gotta go play football and the guys in the <laughs> locker room will like uh, you know, call me the F word if I uh you know, get into sure, yeah. any of this other stuff. But it's like, yeah, you know, you, you mix it up enough and it becomes a big thing. That's why I think it's kinda cool that comic books are such a mainstream thing now. Um, and even like the same thing with punk rock where people are like oh, that band sold out. Oh, Green Day's too big now. And I'm like, well, fucking, what would you rather have? They never got known by anybody
1: and never made any money. Like,
0: I think no, it's that, kind yeah, of... Yeah,
1: that's an exhaust. That, that, especially coming up in the 90s, the idea of, of selling out. You know, if you believe yeah. in the art you're making, you want it in everybody's hands. And, and the best, too, is what you realize you get a few years under your belt is the person screaming sellouts wearing, like, Nike shoes and working yeah. at Target.
0: Yeah, that's you right. Know, like you know? Yeah. Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar or amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap? (laughs) Haha, yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's vintage and used guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can, um... Get on the internet and you can go check out the website YamansGuitars.com And uh, you can order stuff on there So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world You can just get on their website And uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for And you might not even know that you wanted it Until you see it on there And there's a lot of good stuff uh, If you got something specific you're looking for And need some help finding it Just hit up YamansGuitars yeah on the electronic mail That's the email it's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic, some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeah, man's guitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's way email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Hi intruder maniacs! are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life. Aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now there is a way to lessen a burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Rab Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want, got a tight deadline you need them printed on? and because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh you didn't get cancelled like everybody else's tours did uh how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions and what about koozies you know like everybody likes koozies koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa depending on what you're drinking Stuberad merch company can get all these made for you Stuberad merch company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs of stuff They're still a small enough company That uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs. Because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff. But chances are, you're going to have some left over. Or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on to stupidradmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead. Go on to the Stupid Merch Company's web store right now. And uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them. Like uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right, now, right now, if you go on there and at checkout, you use the code prison. You can get 15% off. All of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at StupidRedMerch.com. Go check it out.
1: StupidRedMerch.com.
0: Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah I, yeah, I realize there are some bands who like completely change their their music just to make uh, more money. Um, and, but at the same time, it's like. Fucking! They still created some cool shit in the early on to to get to where they are. And if they'd want to, like, I don't know, I be, I guess that that could be called selling out. I almost would like to call it like early early retirement <laughs> because they are just like, all right, go in the studio, producer, tell me what to do. All right, there's your album. I'm gonna go back home and like, uh, you know, drink whiskey well, on the on the pool.
1: Yeah, I, well, I think about it all the time. You had the choice of sitting at a cubicle. Uh, as a junior accountant, yeah. or playing playing guitar on tour with Poison in the late <laughs> '80s. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to play guitar in Poison, but would you rather play guitar for a li- and tour, yeah. uh, successfully, or sit and be a junior accountant in the cubicle? I mean, I think you know you got. You sometimes people got to pick their battles, and I also see when you actually dig into these bands that change their sound. It always comes with when they have kids. The world, the real world, comes smashing in. You throw that a punk rock emergency brake on oh, when yeah. you got serious mouths to feed. Sure, I believe that to be true. <laughs> that that I mean that's you. Every time you see a band go, hey, they had a little hit. Now they're just trying to go for hits. Oh, look, the singer had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the other thing I'm always thinking about too, uh, I don't know if you ever run across this, is how many badass artists and bands there are. Who kill live write awesome songs, but they but that's all they're good at. And what it takes to be like you guys is you're are you are you guys can tour successfully. And that you know booking shows in San Francisco and booking shows in Brooklyn, yeah. you just see so many so much talent. But you have it's it's not just how good you write the songs um, or even play live. You have to get on the road. And there's just people. You have to be good at everything. You yeah. have to be you have to be good at you have to be good at touring and there's people who
0: aren't yeah you know um i'm lucky enough to be in a band with like some really fucking good musicians i gotta say and uh you know we've all been uh from the beginning kind of like uh ready for the road um i guess and that is an important thing like you gotta fucking do it um maybe that's gonna change with the way uh (laughs) you know in the current situation and not really knowing when it's gonna end um i don't know you know what the uh long-term impact of that is going to be on the whole scene. But yeah, it's huge. Like you got to you know, M- Mass Intruder used to play basement shows and uh, oh, yeah. we kind of can't play basement shows anymore. And that's like a double-edged sword because sometimes like, I'm like, man, some of those basement shows were tight as fuck. I wish we could do that again. Um, but you know, like now the agents got to get paid and everything. Um, but you know, being on the road is, is, as fun as it is uh in certain ways it's 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 also grueling and uh you know fucking shit happens. There's always fucking weird shit. Plus we're not like rock stars or anything. We still gotta fucking, you know, struggle to like make sure uh we can put all the we can buy all the merch we need and fucking get the the van, uh, to the next place and everything. So
1: business it's, I mean, there, there's a, there's a component of it where, uh, you know, you just see so many that that's, that's the thing. I just have, I booked at, uh, I got to be a junior booker just for food. It wasn't like my career or anything, but I just, I was into it. So, uh, at bottom of the hill in San Francisco, Ursula. Oh, fucking love shows. that club. Hell yeah. So I, I booked, I got the book Mondays and the shit Monday and Tuesday nights, but then I'd get rewarded with like, I could put together my own show. So I reach, you know, I would reach out and I booked Nerf Herder. I booked Swinging Utters. I booked these bands. I just really wanted to see. Yeah. Um, but I was a school teacher. I just did it because this putting, putting shit together is, is is what I'm into. Right. Um, and, and, uh, the, the seeing so many other bands come through that were, you know, or, or local to the Bay area that they just killed but they also would drink themselves to death oh, if yeah. they if if they did 10 road 10 days on the road 10 days later there'd be no band yeah, you know what i mean i believe that to be true i i i love the, the the internet for pushing music out though uh during this time i remember the i literally remember the day on the pop punk message board that somebody posted your guys's uh incriminating evidence Uh, either incriminating evidence or first offense like i remember that hitting the the pop punk message board (laughs) uh uh, and just like exploding which was great because it was all in the songs you know everybody ended up coming out to see you tour but uh, i do love that about the internet that you know you don't touring i still think is the most important thing for a band to do uh but it was awesome that you know, the, there are this pockets of, of, of getting art out there. Like, um, somebody dropped your guys's link on that, on that, uh, board a million years ago. And it just was like, everybody grabbed it. If you were into that type of shit, if you were into, if you were a Ramones core type of person.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Pop punk message board was all about that stuff. Um, I was never on that too much because I feel like, there was always, like, weird drama that was going on. So I was like, I'm just going to stay away from that. But uh, I did hear a lot about it. Our buddy Dave was doing a lot of stuff on there. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's like uh, the Internet for 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 pushing anything, really, is these days. It just keeps getting better and better at it. And uh, obviously, you know, that's a double-edged sword, too, because there's, like, information out there that's, like, you know, filling people's heads with shit um but also like you can buy some cool shit directly from bands and stuff or even yeah like you said you get the link and you can just download shit and now like streaming music um another double-edged sword for bands because you know bands that's the thing back in the 90s everybody was buying cds and that was like a golden age because it was like cds are super cheap but you sell them for the same prices like you would have record back then and uh you know bands were cleaning up and now it's like Eh, it's just all basically free. Oh, cool. I yep. guess I, <laughs> But at the yeah. same time for a band who's not making any money anyway, uh, you know, that's kinda cool because you could just put your stuff out there and be like, hey, check it out and it's all all somebody has to do is click on it and be like, Oh, I hate this band <laughs> or I like this band <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah.
1: No, it's uh it's definitely uh uh the the platform, yeah, and the problem is so much shit. Yeah. Uh, I think there's more there's more music getting released every day, so you know that trusted, you know, like trusted curation. Well, yeah. I feel like labels are more important than ever. Like I'm a huge fan of Wiretap. I like everybody. I don't know I've no I don't know the owner. I don't know them at all. I'm just a fan. Uh, but the owner Rob, whatever whatever he grew up on, I grew up on the same shit. So when he signs bands, I'm immediately on them because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna like it. Yeah, you know? I feel like that's a
0: huge uh thing that's important for labels these days and it's going to it's interesting how uh that industry has had to change because now you, you know even just to produce an album like if you know what the fuck you're doing with pro tools you can just fucking do it you know like you don't have to necessarily have a studio although it does help in uh everything but like a lot of punk rock dudes also work in studios and you can just fucking make an album for relatively cheap compared to how you had to do it you know even 10 years ago Um, so like you fucking can do that on your own like as a band and make it happen so it's not necessarily up to the label to like be the bank you know like that's the whole thing with like getting uh record deals and stuff in the past it's like oh they're gonna spend a shit ton of money on this album so it'll sound real good and we'll make all these music videos for it and there's like a production budget and everything bands can kind of market themselves these days so it's kind of up for the uh to the uh you know the labels to sort of change uh what they're doing to fucking matter still and i think that you yeah. know being curators and uh you know just supporting the artists in different ways is uh, it's important and uh it's cool that a lot of labels realize that and are getting on board with it
1: yeah and then it's just fighting that technology sound right it, it, oh that's yeah the, that, that's the slippery slope like my favorite records recently i i've got a daughter so i play almost exclusively girl-fronted music just because you know um i want her growing up with so the, the woman being in charge of the rock and roll band oh hell yeah but uh so the lippies have you listened to the beth from new zealand Do you know who the beths are no i haven't heard of them god just perfect pop punk bangers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, i will check it they're, out they're they put out a, they, they're putting out a new album in three weeks they're they're what I listen to the most of the, right now. The, but the Like the name and, Beth? And the yeah, yeah. All right. The name best. Yeah, and the Lippies. The Lippies back on Redskill. And their, record, their records sound like records. Like your records sound like records. And the slippery slope with some of the younger bands is it's just like, God damn it, I cannot listen to this. It sounds like techno to me. Oh, because yeah. So, the because the technology has gotten so good that yeah. it kills me. Like you've got Jeff Rosenstock on this side. where it's just like motherfucker put a boom box in the corner of the room and I still like the record Yeah. and then you've got on the other side where these kids ears have been trained into perfection at a level that they don't know that they're stripping the heart out of their songwriting
0: yeah it's true I hear a lot of stuff like that and even like uh you know the kind of shit that it it, it wins awards for like production these days and I'm like really because I kind of liked it better uh before when you could hear actual acoustics and stuff like you know like i've done some recordings just for demo purposes where you know you go through like a you know they got apps that you can put on a phone and stuff where it like modulates an amp or whatever and like you, you could go right into your computer and you know it sounds great for a demo but like uh and you actually i mean when it comes to guitar it might be fine but when it comes to like drums I don't know, man. Sometimes, sometimes drums these the, drum sounds are, are just the, gross. The yeah, like you. Yeah, I, I totally want. Agree. I want to hear drums that sound like they're in a room. You know, like you yeah. might. And, and and I'm sure there are plenty of recordings where I hear it and it's all like samples and whatever. But you know, the 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 engineer uh, and the producer are good enough to like figure out how to EQ it and uh, add the right effects to make it sound. You know, like it's a drummer playing in a room, and uh, but that doesn't always happen a lot of times it just yeah, it sounds gross, it sounds like uh technical yeah
1: the 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 home recording has almost gotten there the recording's almost gotten too good, yeah, um, so good shit. it's bad, <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure there will be a backlash at some point, I mean, there probably already is there's plenty of bands like still. Doing like, oh, we're just gonna be like a garage rock band and be real fucking sludgy. I feel like grunge was kind of coming back for a while, but I don't know if it really stuck. Like grunge bands, you know. Um, I
1: love how I love how the Markmen and Radio Activity, I love how their records sound. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I, I don't know. I I couldn't write it, and I couldn't I couldn't replicate it in the studio. But I, I fucking love how those albums sound.
0: Yeah, those sound. It's like it's 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 actually kind of for me. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because now it reminds me that I feel like there's a, almost like a golden age that could be happening for bands like that because uh, like the new recordings, obviously they're using like the new technology and everything, but they're still finding a way to make it sound cool. And you know, when you have complete control, it's hard not to go like all in one way and make it sound like you know, like we were saying techno. But they they're doing it where it's like it still sounds cool. Like they ca- they got like cool it. guitar tones that are obviously coming out of an amp and uh you know the drums they don't
1: they don't sound perfect it sounds awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so it's so easy to obsess yeah on the uh obsess am when reamping got introduced to me yeah. where you can dry record guitar and then you've just got that guitar performance and then I can run it out to an amp yeah and then you know and then if, I'm sure people who listen to this know reamping, but reamping is such like you can go down a Brian Wilson rabbit hole <laughs> if you, if with reamping. I, I, I put a, uh, before the Lovesick Bombs idea, I've I've always just kind of contributed songs. There's a, there's a band years ago that I, I loved and I was like, hey, I'm gonna write some songs. I'll pay for the recording of the songs if you guys go in and do them. And they were just happy to go in and record them. So I would get to kind of guest write into bands. Um, And I got to re, I got to reamp for the first time and ended up reamping like five times, just stupid. And I, I was a part of it. Like I criticized it and I immediately became a part of it because you have that, (laughs) that much control.
0: Yeah. That's, Um, that's good stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, it's wonderful though. Like as long as like getting a good sound is like the main point and not just getting the cleanest sound, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like i feel like there's people who record shit and they're like more worried about what the sine wave on the fucking computer looks like than the actual sound sometimes
1: yeah yeah auto-tuned auto-tuned bass yeah that's right the bass is so tuned you're like that's (laughs) not what a fucking bass sounds like a bass has wobble yeah okay for the bass to have some wobble right bass does not come out in straight lines on a computer
0: yeah, that's right. Oh man, I could I could geek out. I feel like we I could geek out about this stuff for hours, but um, we're <laughs> no going problem. a little long here, so I should probably wrap yep. it up. Um, just if you want to let people know uh, where they can uh, get get the, I guess probably the website is the best place to go. Uh, mention yeah. your socials and all that stuff.
1: Sure. So uh, just lovesickbombs.com. There's a there's an original piece of art with the song and uh you know just a uh diy video for for everyone that's come out in the series um we're gonna put a, a bulk of songs out over the next six weeks to two months as i uh find artists a uh, big push for me right now Um sorry to be a broken record is i'm you know i'm trying to find the diamond in the rough i'm hoping to find somebody who just knocks my socks off who hasn't uh, taken the step into sharing their art and you know just kind of want to get behind that artist and and get their shit out
0: tight and don't be afraid to fucking share your shit you know like uh i know i always ask people to fucking hit me up on the internet and they're like i don't know it seems like people are scared because as soon as i start doing a live stream i start getting questions and comments like crazy but you know
1: like fucking put your shit out there people come on <laughs> absolutely absolutely hey hit me up next when you guys get back on the road hit me up when you come to new york i'll show you some secret spots
0: <laughs> absolutely will do buddy and that's it for the Intruder Green podcast I want to thank John again for being on it you can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram all at Intruder Green the Intruder Green calling line is one 1-608-535-9608 give me a call anytime I probably won't answer but I will get back to you uh, patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a, a producer of the podcast the Intruder Green podcast is produced by Colin Bennett Karen makeup by Janet Smith set design by Dylan Raymer Catering, Matthew Hendershot, Lions, Squeak Lights, Railway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typhro. You're a wizard, Sam. You know, an artist name, like the artist formerly known as Prince, you'd be like, the artist formerly known as John. <laughs> I, I'll,
1: I'll take that. Okay. I'll
0: take that. Ladies and gentlemen, the artist formerly known as John Redmond on the Intruder Green podcast of... Wait, actually, let me redo that, because I want to make sure I talk about Lovesick Bombs in the intro. I'm just doing an intro here.